In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey listeners, what is up? Jeff Zimfer. Here we are with another fantastic episode on the Mortgage Marketing Radio podcast. I am so glad you've tuned in to this one. I got a doozy. I just finished this uh, podcast recording with my special guest, and I'm so excited to tell you about her in just a moment. But first, right, some housekeeping. We got to take care of business. Uh, number one, how are you guys doing, right? Where are you at right now in the year? Are you looking for more help in accelerating your results, reaching your goals, getting access to content coaching, training, and accountability that's going to help you succeed? Look, this podcast is brought to you in part by my parent company, the Mortgage Marketing Institute, under which is a special community of like-minded professional loan officers participating in what we call the pro-level membership. It's mortgagemarketing.pro. What does it do? It provides you access to what's really working in today's market, not hype and where you, the pressure of where you should be, and but really what's actually generating um, business purchase money business. And this is based on me interviewing well over a hundred of the top originators in the country. One of the key areas they have consistent throughout their business, throughout their whole career is realtor relationships, realtor referrals. Now say what you will about realtor relationships, referrals, whatever some people, right? Um, look, if you're, if you're a relational based loan officer, clearly you recognize the pillar of real estate agents as being a key part of sources of leads for your business. Besides that, still today, eight or nine out of 10 people who buy a house in this country use a real estate agent. So if you're looking to quickly accelerate your results, grow your pipeline, close more purchase business, then it would make sense for you to align with the right real estate agents in your local market. The challenge most loan officers face is how do I get in front of them? How do I track? How do I have something of value? How do I engage? And the bottom line is this, of the over hundred interviews I've done, 85% or more of the top producer interviews, teach agent classes. And so if you've been listening for a while, you know I'm a big uh, proponent of teaching agent classes. The challenge most loan officers face is coming up with the content, having a system, having content every single month, marketing tools and flyers, and what do I say? That's one of the big issues we help you solve as a loan officer when you join the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership. Not only that, but we've got like self-paced modules in there to help you be a modern 
mortgage originator like YouTube and Facebook and you know Instagram and stuff like that, video marketing and all that jazz. So if you want to check more about that out, you can do so. I put up an eight-minute video and it's over at mortgagemarketing.pro. That's going to give you insights into uh, how you can learn more about that and see if it's a if it's a good fit for you. So Karen Carr is a real estate agent in Savannah, Georgia, and she's got a very interesting story. She created some challenges for herself by relocating her business twice in her career and had to basically start all over. Well, I brought Karen on because she is one of the few agents, and I've been looking and searching for quite a while, but one of the few agents has really done an amazing job of creating a presence on YouTube, creating her own YouTube channel, creating a brand, and most importantly, getting business off of YouTube. And you're going to hear her unpack her story of how she began, how she got started. It's a very, you know, simple beginnings, if you will, right? One day she just realized that she didn't want to pay for leads anymore. And she wanted to, um, you know, generate obviously traffic being in a new area. What was she going to do? She had to build a name and a brand for herself. So she did that by creating a YouTube channel. Well, here we are a year and a half later, she gets an average of five leads per week from her YouTube channel. And I just actually asked her less than five minutes ago what the transactions were that came uh, out of uh, her YouTube presence. And it's 19 of 27 transactions came from YouTube, right? Came from her online presence, a combination between her blog and YouTube, 19 of 27 folks. That's like over 50% of her business for free. No ad spend, right? No cost other than her time, a little creativity, right? Turning her phone on video and on record And you got to listen to this episode because what you're going to hear her, it's so amazing when she says people reach out to her after watching her videos and say, hey, my name's, you know, Jim and Nancy Smith, and uh, we've been watching your videos for some time. We'd like to meet you. We're ready to buy a house. And that happens to her repeatedly over and over again. She gets high intent, organic leads, calling her, you know, reaching out to her, messaging, texting, whatever, and just saying, you know what? I'm ready. I'm in. So she doesn't compete with Zillow. She doesn't compete with other brands in the area, right? She simply gets chosen, gets picked. And she does so because of the personal brand and content she's built. Over 2,400 subscribers, over 140 videos, over 100,000 total views. I think she said over 400 watch hours. I mean, folks, right? If you want a crash course in how to get business off of YouTube. This is the episode for you to listen to. And if you're a loan officer listening to this, this is the episode to share with your real estate agents and share from the show notes, um, Karen's page, which you can find on YouTube and there's links in the show notes, but if you want to do a search on it, just go to YouTube and it is Georgia coast homes by Karen Carr. Karen is K A R I N Carr is C A R R Georgia coast homes by Karen Carr. Go check out her YouTube channel subscribe, watch, learn, share, and apply if YouTube is your thing. So with that said, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Check out her YouTube channel and let's get into this week's show. Hey, Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am so excited to have you because um, this topic of YouTube and real estate agents has been on my mind, my horizon for quite a while and we'll unpack a little bit about what I mean by that. But for the listeners, uh, give us the quick bio, who you are, what do you do? Why do you love real estate? Got it. So I'm a real estate agent with Keller Williams in Savannah, Georgia, been in real estate since 2005, but we've moved a lot. Every time you move to a new market, 
you are starting over. Nobody knows you. You have no market share. They've never heard of you before. And the last time I moved was from Atlanta to Savannah. It was a little over a year and a half ago now. When I got here, I decided, you know what? I have no clients. I have no money coming in. And nobody has any idea who I am. How am I going to market myself? The people that work in this market typically have lived here their entire lives. They know a ton of people. They have a ton of name recognition. Um, I'm going to make YouTube videos. Like maybe it'll work. I'll get my name out there. It'll work for some branding. Within six months, that's where I was getting the majority of my leads. Now I get like, I don't pay for leads. I don't buy leads. I don't do any other marketing really, except blogging and doing YouTube videos. And I'm getting anywhere from probably an average of about five leads a week from people that are ready to go. I either I'm ready to sell or I'm ready to buy. And we've chosen you. Will you help me? It's been the best thing I ever did for my business. Okay. That's, that's awesome. So number one, I guess you get the bravery award, um, just, <laughs> right. Just to step out there and, and like, I'm just going to do YouTube videos. You had yeah. never, you had never done them before. I had done them before sporadically. I mean, not with any real plan, not with any consistency or yeah. schedule, mm-hmm. but I figured, you know, how hard can it be? We've all got a smartphone. <laughs> I know. Right. Cause you don't know what you don't know. So you're just thinking, yeah. how hard learned, can it be? No, I love that attitude. Right. I think more people need to have that. It's like, you don't overthink it. Just do it. Right. Um, okay. So you, let me just make sure I'm following the timeline about a year and a half ago. You started, you like really went serious on YouTube. Yes. Okay. Um, how quick then did you start getting people inquiring with you? I got my first lead after three months. Three months. Okay. Yep. I've heard of other people that it happened a lot sooner than that. And I've had other people say that it took more like nine months. So, uh, three months is probably, I would say, you know, fairly three to six months would probably be pretty typical. And what, I mean, you could have done a lot of different things, right? You could have gone Facebook ads, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. but why did you decide YouTube? A, YouTube is free. B, YouTube uh, takes into account SEO. And that was my big thing. Uh, On Facebook, everybody that I was connected with on Facebook, either through my personal profile or my business page, were people that did not live in Savannah. So I can market myself all day long on Facebook, but if I don't pay to promote the ad, the people that are going to see that are people that do not live in my market and probably don't intend to buy or sell anytime soon in my market. So why would I spend all my time putting videos where I did not have the eyeballs? Whereas if I do it and put it on YouTube, that goes out into the internet. People that are doing Google searches, not just YouTube searches, Google searches can find those videos. And then the only people that are going to see the video are people that were searching for that topic. So if my video is, are you moving to Savannah? Are you going to be stationed at Hunter Army Airfield? Are you looking to buy your first house ever using a VA loan? Are you interested in staging your home on a budget without hiring a professional stager? If I'm making videos on these topics and I am smart about what the title of the video is going to be, somebody goes out on Google and I type in how to stage your home on a budget, they find my video. They didn't stumble across that by accident in their timeline. They were searching for it. So mm-hmm. like, I'm only putting my video in front of people that were actually interested in the topic. So obviously you've heard, you know, uh, the, the roadblocks people have about getting started with, with video in general is, you know, the whole, I don't like how I look and all that jazz. Right. You had none of those trepidations? Well, I mean, we all do at the very beginning, but yeah. I kind of, I quickly overcame it just because I decided I was going to make a video a week. So when you make a video and then you sit down and you watch it back and you're editing it, 
you at first you're like, oh God, I look so bad. Like every wrinkle in my eye is showing up. And why do I always do this with my forehead? And then I get these <laughs> big like lines right here. But after you watch it back over and over again, within a month, you're totally over it. This is how I look. This is how I look in real life. This is how I look on a video. What am I going to do? Like never leave my house because I, oh, I have wrinkles in my forehead. That's stupid. Right. So you kind of, you desensitize yourself, if you will, by just seeing yourself on camera over and over again. You just get used to it, right? Yeah. Uh, um, okay. So then how did you decide? I mean, it just seems to be that, you know, you have, when you began your, 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 you know, quest into YouTube, you, you had a lot more awareness in terms of like strategy content and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, so where, where did you get that from? Well, I had started blogging when I lived in Atlanta and okay. I was writing blog posts and then I would put in an infographic or put in photos or mm. put in like another video. If I, I would go find a video on YouTube that the chamber of commerce had done and embedded in the blog, just mm. because I knew that it would help the blog post rank better. And that works. It's very time consuming and it's definitely a long-term strategy. I mean, it took months and months and months and months before I started getting any sort of leads from my blog, but all of the blogs where I also did a video of myself and I put the video in the blog post, people would start saying things like, I feel like I know you already. Mm -hmm. So I already kind of understood about SEO. And when I got to Savannah, I just decided when they would say things like, I feel like I know you already, instead of starting with blogging, which I know might take, you know, six, nine months before I get anything from it, why don't I just go straight to video? And I'll basically do a blog post in video form. Mm -hmm. So having a little bit of background, and I'm not any sort of expert in SEO, but I understood the basic concept of it and how sure. to how to figure out what people are searching for on the internet so that you make a video or a blog post that answers that question. Mm. So what did you start with in terms of like, you know, recording your video? Were you just doing the handheld mobile phone or what? Yeah, totally. I used my my iPhone. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a tripod that was probably, I think my husband bought it in the 80s. So it's more than 20 <laughs> years old. It was so old. Yeah. And then I had to buy a little, um, I, I take that back. I started on my iPad. And the only reason I used my iPad was because it records in 4K. So mm -hmm. why not? You know, yep. the camera on those suckers is so good. I had to buy a little mount, like an adapter for it off of Amazon because the iPad is big versus your tiny camera. Right on your phone, um, it was like a $10 adapter that you screw into the tripod and put your iPad in the front. And then I, I don't think I was using a microphone at the beginning. And then I broke down, I bought like a $20 lab mic that clips on on your lapel, just because when the camera is across the room and you're like yelling at the camera to be heard right. and it's echoey because you've got wood floors and there's no draperies in there, it just, it sounds like you're in a gymnasium. So really very, very little out-of-pocket investment, like a, a cheap mic mm -hmm. and that everything else I already had. Right, right. It was, yeah, it's very easy to get started uh, with video as long as you can get over the whole self-image uh, thing. Right. That's um, the biggest hurdle. That's the biggest hurdle. But I kind of figured that this is what I look like. If, if you saw me on video and then you called me and said, I want to sell my house, will you come give me a listing presentation? When I show up in person, that's what I look like. It's not like... You're going to have, I don't know, like online dating where you can have a totally different picture for your profile picture, I guess. And then you show up in person. They're like, what? You're 60 years old. You said you were 20. It's like if you're on video, that's how you look. So yeah. if somebody doesn't want to hire me because of how I look, then I don't want to work with them either. 
Very interesting. Yeah. I teach a number of classes for real estate agents and I basically echo the same sentiment. Um, and it seems that, I don't know, I'm often struck by the surprised look that I get on agents' faces when I remind them that you've chosen to be in a business that requires your face to be out there. Right. I mean, very I, I, true. yeah, I'm sure you hear all kinds of feedback from people, right? Excuses, if you will, about getting started with video. Yeah. They say, I hate the way my voice sounds. Well, guess what? Your voice sounds the same to every person in the world, except you. The only reason it sounds different to yourself is because it has to echo through your head before it comes out, but everyone else will hear it the same way. After I'm sure when you started podcasting, when you listen back to it, you're like, Oh my God, that's what I sound like. (laughs) But after you hear yourself five, 10, 20 times, that's what I sound like. And, and you get over it. And really the only way to get over it is to just be doing it frequently enough that mm. you become desensitized to it. I mean, that's really the only way to get over it. So the longer you wait to start, the longer it will be before it's no longer an obstacle for you. So your inspiration, if you will, versus desperation, right, to get started with YouTube was you're in a new area and you wanted to quickly ramp up, gain exposure. And you, because of your experience with blogging, recognized, and, and obviously some of the dabbling perhaps you did with YouTube, a bit of an understanding on SEO, you just realized that, you know what? Yeah, YouTube is where it's at and you, you're going to go all in on that. Right. Plus with Facebook, I had, I've done my fair share of Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. I can get leads dirt cheap off of Facebook. What I'm not good at is converting them. So if people are, you know, they click on the ad to watch it, but then you call to follow up and they don't answer and you call them again and you call them again and you contact them 10, 12, 15 times before you ever get them on the phone. And then they say, Oh, I wasn't really interested in buying a house. I just thought it was pretty. So I clicked on it. Like I'm, I personally am not that great at being consistent enough to follow up with them. And once they say no to me, like convince, you know what I mean? Like that's not one of my great strengths. Whereas, so I didn't want to spend a lot of money to generate leads knowing that I probably would only convert one or two out of a hundred. To me, that's just not a really great return on investment. And those are the stats by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, somebody that's killing it with Facebook ads is probably getting a 5% conversion ratio. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not good with those numbers. I don't want to spend that much money to have a 5% conversion ratio. Mm -hmm. Whereas when they contact me and say, I saw your YouTube videos, I subscribe to your channels. I feel like I know you already. We're ready to buy a house. Will you help us? They convert. They've already picked me there. It's like a 50% conversion ratio minimum. The only time they don't convert is if they don't move after all. Do you find uh, the people who do contact you uh, are more buyers versus sellers? Yeah, I'd say that I'm probably more like 60 to 70% buyers, 30% sellers, but that's also because of the content of the videos that I make. Right. So I wanted to specialize in working with military and I know that they move in and then they move out. And the videos that I started making at the very beginning were more focused toward buyers. Are you moving to Savannah? This is what you need to know about the area. If I decided I only wanted to attract sellers, I would start making a lot more videos that were only about selling your house. Okay. So you'll attract the, the content that you're making. Yeah. Um, so briefly then tell me about how, what is that uh, buyer contact process? Like they watch your videos, like you say, they contact, how are they contacting you? Phone, email, what? 
Uh, a lot of time it's phone, a lot of times it's text, a lot of times it's email. Sometimes they go to my website. So at the end of my video, I might say something like, so now you know everything that you need to know about moving to Savannah. Would you like my free buyer's guide? Click here, go to my website. They click, they go to my website. They have to put in their name and their email address, sometimes their phone number to download my free thing. And then when I call them to follow up, hey, I saw that you just downloaded my free buyer's guide. They're like, oh, that's so awesome. I can't believe I'm talking to you. I've been watching you on TV forever. You're like a celebrity. <laughs> I know. And it's like, I'm not on TV. I have this little YouTube channel, but they feel like we're already great friends. That's very cool. Um, all right. So just to clarify for the marketing geeks in my crowd, um, you, you said something interesting. You actually call them, right? That's probably a Lego. Crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> you also put them on some type of a, you know, nurture automation campaign. Yeah. After I've spoken with them, I, I will decide, are, are they ready to do something now? Are they ready? Like a lot of people will say, I'm thinking about moving six months from now, 12 months from now, mm. I'll put them on a, a campaign where I'm, keeping in touch with them. Um, but a lot of people are ready to do something immediately. And so I don't really need to put them on a drip campaign because they've already told me, I'm going to be here next weekend on my house hunting trip. Will you take us out and show us houses? I'm, you know, my report date for my new job, like Gulfstream is a big employer here. Um, I'm going to start my new job at Gulfstream on April 1st. So I don't really need to do a heck of a lot of nurturing once they've already contacted me because they're ready to go by that point. Well, and that goes back to what you, you know, we were talking about Facebook uh, briefly, and and as you well know, right, it's all about intent based, mm -hmm. and, and Facebook isn't really intent based. People aren't actively searching for homes, but but they are on YouTube. Yes, so, so you'll get fewer leads. Yeah, you'll get fewer leads by going through YouTube, but they have much higher intent. Like mm -hmm. these are people that are interested in buying or selling in your market. That's why they did a search for that topic. That's why your video showed up in their search results. All you have to do is be yourself on camera. And if they like you, they will watch your first video and then they'll watch the next one and then they'll watch the next one and they start to get to know you and they trust you. By the time they reach out to you, They've already chosen you. So mm -hmm. the conversion process is super, super easy. But like you said, the intent was there at the very beginning. It wasn't, oh, I was just on Facebook and, you know, that video looked funny. So I watched it, but I'm, I'm not moving anytime soon. Right. And you said earlier, sorry, I forgot. On average per week, you're generating how many leads? Probably around five. Five organic leads a week. Yep. Totally free to you. Yeah. You're not doing YouTube ads yet? I started running one last week, mm -hmm. but I stopped to think about it. I was like, I'm competing against myself. So when you do an organic search and you type in uh, the video I was promoting was the moving to Savannah video, it already shows up in the top spot organically. Right. So why would I pay an ad or today to run an ad where now it's going to be at the very, very top spot, but the next one down is already me for free. So I ran it for several days and then I turned it off because I was like, I don't see the benefit of this. Because wow. I'm already getting, I'm already getting the top spot organically. So I think I'm going to try it again with a different video, maybe a video that's showing up on the first page of search results, but not right at the very top and then be more strategic about who I'm showing it to. But that's, so far, all of my results have been from organic search results. Yeah, that is a good place to be. Yeah. <laughs> organic top, number I two, know. number one ranking. That's awesome. I um, know. And some of those videos show up on the first page of Google results as well. So if it's performing very well on YouTube and it's showing up at the top like that, and it's getting lots of positive engagement on YouTube, if somebody does a Google search, that video shows up on page one also organically. And that's just freaking amazing to me. 
Yeah. So let's uh, talk a little bit about that. Um, you are then using very specific keywords for that? Yes. Which yep, so the one that I like to use is called Keywords Everywhere. It is mm -hmm. a free keyword search tool. Okay. It is a plugin for either Chrome or Firefox. Mm -hmm. And what it allows you to do is you go to Google and you type in uh, moving to Des Moines, Iowa, or cost of living in Des Moines, Iowa, mm -hmm. or buying a house in Des Moines, Iowa, neighborhoods, like whatever it is, you know, you, you have an idea of what your video topic is going to be and you type that into the Google search bar. Below what you're actually typing into the search bar, it will tell you how many monthly searches are being done for that exact phrase and how competitive it is to rank for. So you're looking for something that gets a fair amount of search volume. You don't want to make a video if it only gets 10 searches a month because that's not a very good volume. But let's say it gets 100 searches a month. Now we look at the competition ranking. It's on a scale of 0.01 to 0.99. The lower, the better. If it has you know, 0.09 as the competitiveness, that's a really great keyword. Um, if it has a 0.78, that's not a good keyword. That's pretty high. So you're looking for something with a fairly decent amount of search volume and a very low competition score. And now I'm gonna make a video on that exact topic because I know that people are looking for it and I know I'll be able to rank for it. Okay. And how many keywords have you researched or long tail keywords, right? How many keywords are you are you using to try and come up in search? Is it just the straight up, hey, buying a house in Savannah or military or whatever? Well, I'm trying to use one keyword per video, but okay. I do this for every video that I make. Okay. Like even my listing tours, my listing tour video will not be one, two, three main street, Savannah, Georgia. It might be, um, home with a pool in Richmond Hill or something like that. Like even the, the listing tour, I'm trying to think of how can I get it to show up in the search results? Because if they are not searching for the street address, they're not going to find it. Well, with that same tool, right. The, to your point about yep. keyword searching, you can see those, what they call long tail, right. Where it's people. Yes. People put in long descriptions like, you know, homes with a pool in Richmond under yes. 300K or whatever. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. Yes, so, the whole point is to get it to show up in the search results because if, if it doesn't show up, they can't click on it. And if they don't click on it, they're not going to watch it. So what's the point of making a video that nobody ever sees? I go to channel after channel after channel where I can see all these videos that the poor people have made that get seven views, 12 views. If they right. have a really great video, it might get 50 views. Like, why spend the time to do that? Like, if you're going to make a video, we want people to see it. Um, my best performing videos have 7,000, 8,000, 10,000 views and more. Um, it's very typical for me to post a video now, and it has 100 views within the first 48 hours. To me, that's fantastic as being a very small channel with a very hyper local business. Mm. To get that many organic eyeballs on a video is really exciting to me. And, and you're getting that um, exposure showing up in search because of, I'm looking at like the description you have for the home for sale in Richmond Hill. Um, uh -huh. And so you've got very um, detailed descriptions. So that's helping, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're going to put a video on YouTube, you don't just leave that description box blank. Uh, right. It's going to default to something like the date that you uploaded it. And that's all it will say. You want to fill that out, like put some information in there, link it back to your website, link it to a landing page where you can capture their information. Um, if it's just a generic video about 
like a neighborhood tour, you're talking about a specific neighborhood in your area, you could link it to a page on your website where they have all the houses for sale in that neighborhood. You could link it to a free Facebook group that you've created for residents of that neighborhood. Like be strategic with what you're putting up on YouTube so that you can try to engage them and capture their information. All right. So let's just talk about that. So Rice Hope, newer neighborhood of single family yeah. homes. You did a neighborhood tour there. Yep. Uh, let me see. So here. Rice Hope is just the name of the neighborhood. There's yeah. a ton of new construction going on in there. I've closed a lot of listings in that neighborhood recently. So I started doing a tour of the neighborhood. If Are you looking at the one about new construction? No, this is the Rice Hope neighborhood tour, December. Okay. Uh, Yep. So that one was just a tour of the neighborhood. Here's what it looks like. Here's yeah. what the pool looks like. Here's you, where it's located in relation to downtown Savannah. This is uh, what the HOA fees cover. It's basically just, it's like a video blog post that the builder would do. Like, you know, when a, a builder has a page on their website of these are the 10 different models that we have, and this is what's included in the neighborhood, and this is where it's located. You're just doing a video version of that. And people would much rather watch a video than just go read a big long blog post. Oh heck yeah! Now I'm watching that video, and I'm you know, it's nothing fancy. I recorded it with my phone and a selfie stick. I went to the neighborhood. My husband drove. I was in the passenger seat. I stuck my phone on the selfie stick out the window, <laughs> and we drove like ten miles an hour through the neighborhood. It's nothing fancy. No, I like it. I mean, actually, I'm looking at it, and it looks like I mean, you do some nice editing. Thank you. Thank you. I've definitely gotten better at editing over time. <laughs> what are you using for editing? Now I'm using Final Cut Pro. For the first couple of years, I used iMovie. Mm -hmm. um, at one point, I got really, really busy, and I decided to outsource my editing, and I started sending it to people on Fiverr. You know what? Yeah. For 10 or 15 bucks, they'll do a perfectly fine job editing. Yep. Yep. I do the same thing with the podcasts. Uh, yep. I go to Upwork, but same difference. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. No, that's very, that's very nice. Um, and uh, I'm starting to like, you know, I'm always looking for great examples of real estate agents doing video. And I haven't watched this one before. And that's a great one. Because, you know, sometimes agents can't put it together in their head. They're like, well, I don't know how this is going to look. What am I going right. to do? Like you said, am I just going to drive around with my selfie stick? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I like to record an intro. So, yeah. hey, everyone, come with me as we take a tour of Rice Hope, and I'll be talking to the camera. So, I get a little FaceTime with the camera. Right. Then I go over there and I just take video in the neighborhood. I like to go to, like, I go to maps.google.com and I pull up the neighborhood and I, I just take a screenshot showing where the neighborhood is in relation to major landmarks. Where is it in relation to downtown Savannah? Where is it in relation to Hilton Head? Where is it in relation to the airport? And I just take a screenshot and I do that as B-roll on the video of like, this is where Rice Hope is located. Mm -hmm. It's nothing that anyone cannot do. You do not have to be super tech savvy. You do not have to have great videography skills. You just don't, we make it so much more complicated. Like when you see a really good listing tour that blows your mind, they didn't do that themselves. They paid a professional and they probably spent a thousand dollars or more to have that done. I'm not doing that. I'm doing this myself with my cheap gear and it works just fine. Trust me when I tell you that I got a lead this morning where they said, found you on YouTube. I love your videos. I'm pre-approved. I want to buy a house. I'm coming in on Friday. Will you help me buy a house? Let's go together on Saturday and see houses. This works like gangbusters. You just have to make yourself do it. Do you have any sense of when you do get those leads contacting you, how long, what, what time frame they've typically consumed some of your videos before they do reach out? 
It's probably a long while. Um, I've never asked people like, how long did you stalk me on social media before you picked up the phone and called me? But when they say, like I had one lady that was quoting stuff I said in my videos back to me. So I said, holy cow, when you say you've watched my videos, you're not kidding. And she said, oh yeah, like in this one video, you said this. And in this video, you said this. So I'm guessing it's probably anywhere from a week to a month or more before they reach out and contact me. But that's okay because I know that I'm getting a lot of FaceTime with them if they keep watching the videos. If they subscribe to the channel, I post one video a week. That's it, one video a week. If they're getting that notification, hey, there's a new video on the channel and they watch it, like every time they watch that video, that's the equivalent of a face-to-face meeting, right? Because they're they're getting to interact with me again. Yeah, but a a three-month like average cycle time, you know, that's actually very good. And particularly when you compare that to Facebook, which we mentioned is is a much more longer play. Yeah, agreed. And I bet the vast majority of those people are not watching it for three months before they reach out. Yeah. I think it's probably a lot shorter than that because they had the intent, you know, they're ready to look at real estate. They're ready to sell their house. I don't, I don't think that they watch your videos for three months plus before they ever pick up the phone and call. I think it's probably a lot less than that. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they're starting their search. Like you say, if they're relocating, they're going on Google, they're starting their search there. So hopefully you're coming up in some of those. They're why, and the, the key point is this, is like you said, is, is it's what they, you know, they call come list me's, right? On the sell side. Right. <laughs> this is like, yep. hey, come represent me. I, you, you, there's no selling. You don't get, right. uh, you know what I mean? They're just like, okay, I've chosen you. How fun is that? <laughs> that was the very first lead I got off of my channel. And I didn't realize that it was a come list me. So I went over to their house. I did my big listing presentation. And I'm thinking, okay, I haven't lived here all that long. They're, they're going to ask me, how many houses have you sold in this neighborhood before? And my answer is going to be zero. So what are all of my you know answers to these objections that they're going to come up with? And at the end of the presentation, I said, so who else are you interviewing? And they said, no one, we picked you. Mm-hmm. And that was such a huge eye opener to me. Like, right. What? right. I, I've been in real estate since 2005. I don't think I've ever gotten a come list me phone call before from a random internet lead. It was crazy. And has this allowed you to have more fun in your business? Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Because I don't like to cold call. I would rather stab my eyeballs out with a fork than call Fizbos and expires for two hours a day. I'm just going to be blatantly honest about that. Sure. I hate it. And I think that life is too short to do something that you hate for two hours a day. And I think that that's why real estate agents get burned out and they leave the business because prospecting is not fun. And so after the first year, that's why the washout rate is so high because the prospecting was just too hard. It was too big of an obstacle. They were not making as much money to compensate for the fact that they had to do the prospecting. And so they just say, forget it. I'm going to go back to corporate America. This for me is enjoyable. I can make a video. Like I don't even have to make notes anymore. I figure out what I'm going to talk about. I might make a bulleted list of don't forget to mention these five things. And that's pretty much the gist of it. I just turn the camera on and start talking because I've done it so many times now that it's second nature to me and it's a piece of cake. Mm -hmm. So it's fun. It's easy to stick to because I enjoy it. I get results from it. So it's easy to stick to. And it costs me no money, which is pretty awesome. So it's extremely profitable. Like I don't say, well, okay, I had to spend $1,000 a month on my Zillow leads and then I closed this many, but over the course of the year, it was a $12,000 expense. My expense was my $20 microphone and and the time that I spent to make it. 
Right. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned Zillow and I've been doing a lot of talking with people and researching and stuff, um, you know, with the whole discussion around Zillow and the, the disruptors and it all gets back to, like, I think I heard Gary V say, this is all you're going to have left is your personal brand. You right. Know? And clearly you are a living, breathing example of how personal brand can beat somebody like Zillow, right? Because you're hyper local and that's one right. thing they can't do. Yep. And the thing that I really like about this too, is that when they call me, they are calling to speak with me when yeah. they're on Zillow and they say, I'm interested in 24 Magnolia Lane. They were calling about the house. Mm. When you follow up with them, they don't know you from Adam. They have no loyalty to you. It could have been you. It could have been me. It could have been Susie down the street. It doesn't really matter who calls them. They just wanted the information about the house. That is going to be a harder lead to convert. Even if you were very nice on the phone, they didn't know you before you called them. Whereas when I call them, I get, oh, my, I can't believe I'm talking to you, which is awesome because not only is that like a huge ego boost and it makes you feel good, but it, the whole conversation is so much easier because mm -hmm. I'm not selling. Like you've already picked me. Yeah. So now I'm just talking to you and we're chit-chatting and I'm making jokes and I'm like, so you want to come into the office tomorrow and let's figure out exactly what we need to do to get this house sold. Or let's, you know, why don't I come over on Saturday morning and I'm going to tell you how we're going to get this house sold. And they say, okay, that'd be great. It accelerates everything. Yep. Um, and the last few minutes I have, I, I want to make sure I get a couple of things in. One is, um, do you have a, a content strategy plan? Do you map out something on the calendar with topics? I would love to say yes. But the fact of the matter is, no, I do not. Okay. I am I am lucky if I plan it three weeks in advance. So I just have a running list. Anytime I have an idea of, ooh, this would make a good video topic, I just yeah. write it down. Mm -hmm. Then when I'm sitting at my computer and I've got 15 or 20 minutes, I do the keyword research. So mm -hmm. now I know the topic I'm going to talk about, and then I figure out what the actual keyword will be that I'm trying to rank for. Mm -hmm. And then I try to record once a month now. So rather than recording a video a week, I record one day a month, and I just do four back to back. And so I sit down and I look at what my topics are and I pick the four that I want to do for that month. I have tried making out a big content calendar, but I am just not that organized. <laughs> so I figure if I've got at least four topics that I can quickly do enough research that I know what I'm going to be talking about. I'm like, I don't, I don't pick topics that I don't know anything about. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to pick something that I would have to do three weeks of research on to talk about. I do a lot of neighborhood tours. I do a lot of videos talking to first-time buyers. I do a lot of videos about um, if you're thinking of selling, this is how you get your house ready for the market. Like, they're not anything that other people have not done a million times before. I'm just not saying it every single time to somebody new. I'm recording it once so that... That was, that was it. I don't have to keep doing the same thing over and over again. Well, it's, it's, it's what agents should know and talk about anyways. Right. The only difference is you're putting a camera up and hitting record. Yeah. You know, um, that's, I love that you're batching. So one time a month you're doing four videos. Have you uh, toyed with the idea of doing more than one a week? I have thought about it. But here is the thing. I don't want YouTube rewards you for being consistent. And right. I did not ever want to get to the point where I was so busy that I couldn't meet the deadline and then I was missing it. And then my consistency was not good. And I started being penalized by YouTube. So I thought one a week is enough. Like I can, I can see traction with my channel, which I have uh, a year and a half ago. So it was June of 2017 when I started doing this regularly. I had 18 subscribers. I now have like 2,500. Wow. So in a year and a half, roughly, I went from 18 to 2,500 with doing one a week. If I get a new listing and I make a video for the listing tour, 
I put that on there as well. So sometimes it's two a week, but my posting schedule is like every Monday at 9 a.m. That's that's what I do. And then if I post something else, it's in addition to. You upload yourself? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Look at you. Yep. Just a practitioner doing it. But all. you know what? You don't have to. So when I started doing all this stuff, I had lots of time, but not a lot of money. So yeah. I figured I'm just going to do it myself. When I got really busy, I started outsourcing the editing to Fiverr. They would do the editing. They would send the, the, the video back to me. But then I upload it because that doesn't take any time. Uploading it to YouTube doesn't take any time. Yeah. That what I'm going to write in the description box takes me all of 15 minutes to write a little blurb and then choose some tags. And then I have kind of like a boilerplate about me thing that I just copy and paste under every single video. Right. So that part, I'm not, I'm not doing that new every time. I'm literally copy, paste, right. done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're following a good form. And I also, I can see over time, you've kind of um, stepped up your, um, what do they call those? The thumb things again. The custom thumbnails. Thumbnails. Yeah. Thank you. Um, What are you using for those? Canva. Canva. Or there's a, I discovered a really cool app for your phone called Fonto. It's like P-H-O-N-T-O where you've got your design and then Fonto puts the text on top of the thumbnail and makes it you know, all pretty and easy to read and stuff like that. And oh, I, as cool. I recall, it was free or else it was like a dollar or something. It was really cheap. Well, we're going to put links to that in the show notes for sure. Okay. And any other thing we've talked about, that's cool too. Cause yep. I, I, I need to step up my YouTube channel also um, in terms of the, the thumbnail things. Um, the thumbnail is super important because yeah. if they don't click on it, they're not ever going to see your video and they click on it because they thought the thumbnail was engaging. You know, uh, YouTube takes three stills from your video and usually they look like, you know, they're not flattering. So you don't want to use one of the ones that YouTube chose for you. Just make your own. It, it doesn't take any time at all. Like yeah, 15 so minutes. What you're doing is you're taking an image of a selfie, if you will, of yourself, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of the stuff is pointing to the text on yep. the thumbnail because the whole point is like we got to draw the eye in that sells yep. the video, basically. Yep. yep. Just one day when I was having a good hair day, I set up the camera <laughs> and the lights and I just set my camera with the, the timer, like the three second timer. And I would just stand there and kind of go. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> you know, and just All make a whole bunch of stupid little things. Right. And then you just remove the background around your image. So it's just your your picture, your cutout. Right. And then you change the color behind you and you can put some emojis or whatever. Like whatever you think will be eye-catching that somebody would say, oh, that looks interesting. And they're going to click on it. Mm. And if it doesn't work, like you can go in and look in your analytics in YouTube. If you see that your click-through rate is 2%, you want it to be more like 10%, then just mess with your thumbnails until they start performing better and then make a note. Oh, this one got a 10% click-through rate. I need to make more thumbnails like this. Mm -hmm. Have you tested out uh, YouTube Live yet? Only a couple of times. Uh, I have a friend that is doing it and you should definitely link to her channel. She is your real estate whisperer. Her name is Christina Smallhorn. She's around Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. She does lives at least once a week. And she gets a huge amount of watch time from doing these lives. Mm -hmm. And they're not even anything real estate related most of the time. It'll be um, like Star Wars trivia real estate edition. And they'll say, you know, what was the name of Luke Skywalker's dog when he was little? Or what house did he grow up in? So it somehow ties to real estate, but it's really just like a game show almost. And she gets tons of watch time by doing that. Ah, but is she getting uh, clients? Yes, she does. <laughs> okay. She gets a lot of clients from her channel. 
That's good. Right. And so that's a kind of a different approach. It's, it's probably close to her personality. It's fun. I mean, yes. you're fun too, but right. So that's kind of her thing. You yep. Know? She is very funny. She loves to dress up in characters and Ooh, she, can't wait like to see every this. video, she is, they're hilarious. They are very funny videos and she gets a ton of listings from okay. her videos. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. We'll put that in the show notes yeah. too. Um, do you do any Facebook lives then? Very infrequently. Very that's frivolous. just not my wheelhouse. Okay. Uh, no, and that's cool. And I'm just going to kind of, I guess, close out with a couple of rapid fire questions. Okay. I think the message to that is you're all in on YouTube, right? Yeah. And I've heard a couple of other interviews you've done. And I, I also remember you saying you're not really on Instagram. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to feel guilty. <laughs> I kind of do. People make you feel guilty if you're not everywhere. And you know what? I, I now have a team. I have a team of people because I have so many leads coming in that I can't service them all myself. Yeah. And I had to build a team. It's been a year and a half. And that's been through going all in on YouTube. So I really feel like you need to pick one platform and dominate it, no matter what that platform is going to be. You can have a presence on the other ones, but you don't have to say, okay, I got to spend half an hour a day doing Instagram and half an hour a day on Snapchat and half an hour a day on the Facebook and half an hour a day on this. Like, I think you spread yourself too thin when you do that. And that's how you get burned out. Well, I think also too, understanding who your market is, um, your market, you know, like you had said earlier, tends to be military reload, right? Yep. And so it's the demographic, right? What's the age demographic of your market? Um, the people that I am attracting, well, actually I got a lot of retirees too. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I really have a demographic. The military people tend to be in their twenties and thirties. Okay. And then I get a lot of retirees that are just tired of shoveling snow in Ohio and they're going to move to Savannah and buy a beach house. So, well, so here's the key though. And this is really for those listening, whether it's your loan officer or a real estate agent. And this is where I, I know, man, we all feel pressure. It's like, Oh, we got to be like on social and everywhere. But here's the thing back to the whole, the word intent, right? People aren't searching for homes, relocating homes on Instagram. They're just, they're not. Okay. Maybe they're looking at pictures and all that kind of stuff, but the odds of them like typing in hashtagging, like reload a Savannah on, uh, it's just not happening. So you're being smart in using your time wisely on social still, but you know, using that time that's actually going to generate results instead of burning a bunch of time as far as I'm concerned in your situation. I agree. I mean, when I've been on Facebook now since 2007, I think Mm. I've probably gotten an organic lead from Facebook a handful of times in all of that time. So I just don't want to put a ton of time into Facebook when I know that that's not where people are looking for real estate information. I know that they're Googling it. So I'm going to put my information there. Yeah, no, makes total sense. Um, I wrote down a question um, regarding Facebook live. I don't know if we'll see where this goes, but I had heard uh, you say something about not uploading your Facebook live videos to YouTube. Only because everybody holds their camera this way and it needs to be this way on YouTube. And because when you start a Facebook live, you've seen a million of these. Hey, everyone. Okay. I'm a little bit early. I'm going to kill some time while I'm waiting for people to pop on. Hey, Sally. And five minutes into it, they just started to talk about their topic. That's not going to fly on YouTube. When the YouTube video starts, if you have a Facebook Live that you've downloaded from Facebook, you've got to cut all of that stuff out Mm -hmm. and then upload it to YouTube. Hey, everyone, today we're talking about the best neighborhoods in Savannah that have a golf course or whatever it is that you're talking about. Like your your topic has to start right away because on YouTube, they're not going to sit around for two minutes watching you stall while people attend your Facebook Live. 
Yeah. So you got to like get to the point. It's got to be rapid fire information and then get out. And if they're watching it on their phone, it's already a teeny tiny image. And now you've only got that little bar with black on either side because you've filmed it uh, vertically. Those perform very, very poorly on YouTube. So Mm. do you have any stats? I haven't looked at this in a while, but stats on uh, mobile viewers on YouTube. Is that the dominant? Most yeah, people mobile. yeah okay. it is. This would make sense. Very cool. Are you doing anything differently uh, here as we're in 2019 now, you know, in terms of marketing strategy, branding, anything like that? You know what? I've started doing a little bit less introducing myself on the video and kind of when the video starts, I, I start in the middle of like, I just start with the topic and not as much like introducing myself. Cause now I feel, I don't know. It's almost like I have such a following on YouTube that I don't have to spend as much time telling them who I am. Right. That's something that I've been kind of experimenting with a little bit more. But in the beginning, I absolutely started every video with, this is what we're going to talk about. Hey, everyone, I'm Karen Carr. I'm a realtor with Keller Williams in Savannah, Georgia. You really should subscribe to this channel. Mm-hmm. And then I started with the topic of the day. And the, the very beginning info didn't take long, 10, 15, 20 seconds total before we were talking about today's video topic. But I, I'm finding myself doing myself a little bit less of that these days. Mm. Well, yeah, because as soon as somebody comes to your channel, clearly it's well-branded. It's, you know, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's deep. As a matter of fact, I got, let me pull this up right here. Um, based on research, I don't know where I grabbed this from, but said you've racked up over 100,000 total video views to date. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty awesome. That I know. Pretty- I just hit the milestone where you have to have 4,000 hours of watch time and 1,000 uh, subscribers in order to be able to monetize your channel where, you know, how the ad plays before your video and after yeah. five seconds, they can skip it. You can actually start to get paid for those ads that run on your channel now if you want to. You don't have to, but you can. But you have to have 4,000 hours of watch time to wow. get to that milestone. I just hit it last week. I mean, that's... It takes a lot of views and a lot of people before you get to that milestone. So yeah. I was joking about it on Facebook. I'm like, yay, now I can start making $6 a month in ad <laughs> revenue. I know, right? I was going to ask you if you were to turn those on because, you know, the whole brand thing, right? I think I probably will because yeah. I, everybody that goes on YouTube, they know that they have to watch this five seconds before they can skip it and see the video. I don't think I'm going to drive anybody away from my channel. They're just kind of, they know that that's how it works. The ads are going to run. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'd be curious to see, like, what kind of revenue are we talking about? I have a feeling it's going to be a very, very small amount of money. <laughs> yeah, a cup, cup of coffee a month, you know? Right, right. In which case, if that's what it is, I'm just going to turn it back off again. <laughs> right. Because cause I know, yeah, I, I, those can be annoying a little bit, you know? Right. I mean, I know it's kind of an expectation thing, but if your bigger vision is, you know, that's, that's not what you're about. You don't want to make 20 bucks a month. You're about right. The bigger picture. Precisely. So. I mean, if you were going to make 500 bucks a month, now we're talking, but if we're yeah. talking like $10, yeah, it right. won't really be worth it. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, cool. So before we close out, I know you've got a couple of resources because the audience listening to this is either loan officers and or hoping they're going to share it with their real estate agents. So, um, I uh, actually am a member of your YouTube uh, course and class for agents. So um, tell us a little bit about that if anybody wants to learn more. Sure. So I started having success doing this and agents started coming out of the woodwork saying, will you teach me how to do this? Do you do private coaching? Cause I, like I hire you as a mentor and I just don't have the bandwidth to do that. Like I, I don't. So uh, I I made an actual course that you are welcome to sign up for where I I walk through my process step by step. 
How do you come up with the ideas? How do you figure out who your target audience is? You should have an ideal customer avatar. What equipment do you need? How do you film? How do you edit? How do you make sure that these get seen? Basically everything that I'm doing, just start to finish. So if you go to youtubeforagents.com, and loan officers can take it too, but youtubeforagents.com, all the information is there. Yeah, and by the way, it's it's very good. I mean, there's a number of um, YouTube classes that I've that I've participated in, and you, first of all, you have the heart of a teacher, so you're really good at engaging, but you're also very good at breaking it down and making it understandable. So, um, thank you. If a loan officer is listening, I try. Yeah, well, you try. You, you definitely do a good job. But for LOs that are listening, it's a great resource to uh, share with your agents. Turn them on to Karen's YouTube page. By the way, Karen, you should know this. Um, the classes. So I do a video marketing class for agents and. You now, I think I, I discovered you probably about three months ago, um, okay. but you are now like the prominent YouTube example that I feature. You're my poster child. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. So you're going to get a bunch of new subscribers, agents and all awesome. that stuff. They just did one two weeks ago. And anyway, cool. and I have searched high and low for like, you know, YouTube channels that kick ass. And they're hard to find. You know? I, I've been to channel after channel where they've got tons and tons of videos, but all they are are listing tours and the agent is never on camera. Listen, nobody can connect with you if they don't see your face and they don't hear your voice. If it's just a video of the house and then your business card pops up on the very final slide, yep. no one's going to call you because of that unless they were interested in that exact house. Yeah. So I figure just, you don't have to have listings for this strategy. You, you can talk about, neighborhoods in your town you don't have to talk about a specific house you can talk about a subject what color should you paint your front door if you're thinking of selling i'm going to tell you what the the new statistics says did you know it was blue really wow. really like i would never think to paint my front door blue but apparently your house sells like 40 percent faster if you paint your front door blue or whatever that statistic was from like uh, i think it was from nar or realtor.com or something so wow. you can make a video talking about that stuff Right. Very cool. Yeah. It's all about information. That's it. Just yep. educate. All right, cool. And by the way, for those that want to check out uh, Karen's uh, YouTube channel, of course, links in the show notes, but it is Georgia Coast Homes by Karen Carr. And that's K-A-R-I-N-C-A-R-R. -R. So Karen, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks, Jeff. You bet. And listeners, as always, if you like this episode, please let us know. Give us a shout out on the interwebs. You know where, you, where to do that. And I uh, appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls 
with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list uploaded into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call, we'll have a chat, we'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.